0: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. Uh, it gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws
1: us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick, and I am your host today. For Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network, we are coming to you through many different means, the radio, through the app, through online, wherever you are, in a car, in your house, wherever you are, that is where we are finding you today, and we're so glad that you have found us, that we have found you, that we can be together today. Real Presence Live is a beautiful show where we, uh, in the upper Midwest, explore and explain what's happening in the Catholic world, uh, beautiful faith. Uh, endeavors at parishes and initiatives throughout the upper Midwest and spanning all the way from Montana over to all the way over to Wisconsin up to the Canadian border down uh, past South Dakota and various places, 17, 18, 19, 20 signals, who knows, there's more every day. So we're just so delighted. Uh, we have a great show today that we're going to be... Focusing heavily at the University of Mary where I am chaplain for the athletic department We're going to focus on a lot of different realms on a lot of the beautiful initiatives and things that are happening As they always are here at the university We're just going to unfold some of that in an extended fashion uh, So that you can understand and and be welcomed into uh, What's happening at the University of Mary So that's all going to be a beautiful show Uh, We've got four dynamic uh, segments today So stay with us We'll start with a prayer and we'll jump right into our programming In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we thank you for the opportunity to live another day. The gift that you give to us to participate in what you are up to in the world. Allow us to be aware of your goodness and your kindness, your leadership and your plan for our lives and for the lives of those we are around. Allow us to be a blessing. Allow Real Presence Live to be a blessing. Allow the University of Mary to be a blessing in your service and for your honor and glory. Pour out your grace upon us that we might be enlivened this day by the gospel of your son Jesus. Allow new people to hear the message of real presence today. That they would be encouraged, that they would be lifted up, that they would find help and they would find hope. We ask for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Amen. It's my great delight to be able to host so many people in person today. Uh, we've done some a lot of radio different things throughout time, but uh, today we're, we're able to host a number of people right in front of me. The first person who's right in front of me, Jerome Richter, the Executive Vice President here at the University of Mary. Jerome, thanks for being with us. Father, it's always an honor. It's it great to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. Today we want to talk about athletics in lots of different ways, uh, culminating at the end of our conversation, talking about some initiatives here at the University of Mary. But uh, to kind of set the stage so that we understand who you are and what what that means, because as Executive Vice President, uh, the things that are in your mind and your heart, you're not, you're not just bringing up things that you want to do, but there are certain things that... Uh, are part of your life. They're part of you and and athletics I know is part of your life. And so we want to kind of just see what your life has been like with that. So we can see how that helps shape your own, uh, vision here at the University of Mary. So give us some of your background. I know you're the executive vice president. We can talk about that, but let's go, let's go way back actually Jerome today. We oftentimes don't, we oftentimes get right into the, what you're up to administratively and different things, but let's go all the way back. Little Jerome Richter, (laughs) uh, getting involved in sports in a family that loves sports. Yeah. Right? Well, uh, thank you, Father. Uh, again, it's always a privilege
2: to be here with you. And I want to first thank you for your good work that you do here at the University of Mary and then also on Real Presence Radio. Oh, thank you. It's so important to uh, be encouraging to people, to help them to see the goodness that can uh, happen in so many different ways. And we believe athletics is one of those areas that's super-duper important. So about me, yeah, I'm the Executive Vice President here at the University of Mary. And some people might say, why is the Executive Vice President talking about athletics? Well, <laughs>
1: right.
2: one, I love it. <laughs> two, I oversee it. <laughs> yeah. so, so those two kind of uh, connect the dots, if you will. And so yeah. athletics is something that we here at the University of Mary deeply believe in as an avenue to do what it is that it is our job to do, which is to form young people in the service of truth. Now how do we do that? And you're wise to go all the way back at least for me personally and so i grew up in a very large family there's 14 of us in the family grew up on a dairy farm 10 boys four girls mom and dad as you can guess were busy uh uh my older siblings especially the older boys they worked real hard and we all did but they worked really hard mm-hmm. and, and dad needed them and so they were working and so i remember the stories of uh, the oldest one, my brother Gary, he got to uh, start football, and he played for uh, a week or two in August, and heavy practices, plus working all day, it's harvest, and he's coming home, and he's tired, and all of a sudden, Dad catches him sleeping on the swather and says, what, what's going on? Well, I'm, I'm tired, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, why? Well, you know, I had football practice twice this morning, and then I'm swathing all day. and Dad kind of looked at him and said, well, it sounds like football's done. <laughs> <laughs> And so that was, <laughs> that was uh, the sports career of Gary Richter. Wow! And then it gets down to uh, more of us in the middle. Well, you had more on the high end and more on the low end, That the, the, the spoiled middle kids, we call them. Okay. Uh, got to do more things. And so Mom and Dad let us choose one sport. And you could do one sport a year. And my grandpa actually was the one who uh, encouraged us into the sport of wrestling. And it's something that... Uh, we as farm boys and a bunch of us Was kind of instinctual in some ways And so my brother John was the first one Who really wrestled and was an incredible Athlete, he's a three time all American Wow, and then from him Down to me there, uh, there was five of us that wrestled And all were successful in high school And uh, Monsignor Tom My brother who's a priest Was not only a state champion but was also An uh, all American wrestler in college Wow, and then you have Father David Who is exceptional He had diabetes at the age of 10 Never started wrestling a day in his life Until he was a sophomore in high school And won a state title his senior year Having lost one match And so uh, let's just say that The sport of wrestling was something that uh, Was good to us But at the same time it formed us Even when we didn't know that it was forming us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is what I believe is necessary For today So like for myself, I wrestled I didn't wrestle in college. I, I ran the math and figured out that I could work at McDonald's, make about the same as much as the scholarship they were offering me, and I could eat as much as I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, then I came back and started teaching high school and I was uh, the wrestling coach at St. Mary's High School. Okay. And it was a beautiful, beautiful experience for me to work with these young men. And the sport was the avenue to really to teach them what it means to be virtuous. And so my argument, and the university's argument out here, is there's no better school, there's no better arena to teach virtue than in athletics. Because yeah. in athletics, you're tested. In athletics, there's competition. In athletics, you have to be disciplined. You have to know what you're doing. It puts you on the spot. I'm not saying that there's, other, there's not other areas that can do this. Like, for example, my older brothers. Trust me. When they were working on the farm and they were making sure that they kept the farm alive, they were tested, too. Yeah. And that's hard work. But to... Like, you know, and I'm going to use a sport of wrestling example, to go out onto the mat and you're out there by yourself. One-on-one. On one. You're figuring out a lot of things. <laughs> and when all of a sudden you get thrown in a headlock and you're laying there for a minute and a half fighting off your back and then get pinned, when you stand up, there's a really big piece of humble pie. And you've got to take it. And what are you going to do with it? Because life does these things. And if it's taught well and coached well, you can teach all of the greatest of the virtues. Yeah. You can teach prudence, and justice, and fortitude, and temperance. And think of what sports do,
1: if it's rightly ordered, right. if it's rightly ordered. Well, so this is where I want to come back, I want to continue this yep. conversation, Jerome, but I want to come back because you made a transition that might have made sense to you, but I, I'm, there's a gap here for me. You grew up, uh, you were able to participate in a sport, Uh, and then you, you get done participating in the sport and now you're teaching, uh, sports and virtue at a high school level. Like there's a, maybe it's just, it was natural to you to, to see that sports was this place of virtue, but in a lot of homes, uh, it's like, Hey, we want to win championships. Uh, we want to, we want to, surround everything around this sport. Everything is at the service of the sport. Uh, and whatever we need to do to compromise so that we can make sure we get ahead in the sport, that's what mm-hmm. we're going to do. I mean, I see this left and right. It was in the parish and these various places. People are like, oh, we can't go to Mass. We got sports. Yep. Oh, we can't do this. We got sports. Mm-hmm. But you've made this some sort of s- seamless uh, transition from I participated in the sport, and now I want to teach virtue in sport because that's perfect. Like <laughs> That's not automatic. So no. I wanted to ask you, what was the we already caught a part of it. Yep. Dad saying, well, it looks like wrestling's done or football's done because we got, this. so there was a right orderedness just coming from dad. But what did that look like with your brothers and sisters for y'all? You understood it just implicitly from the farm or or you, you learned it as you were going, I suppose, or once you got to high school teaching it, they're like, hey, this is what you're going to do. And you're like, oh, I guess that makes sense, so I do it. Or, Well, he, let me step back,
2: Father, and say for the people that are participating in sports and they want to win, that's not a bad thing. No. Right. So that's the goal of athletics. Right. Is to win. Right. And that's what you should be after. (laughs) Right,
1: right, right, right.
2: But now we're asking the question of what is the purpose of athletics? Okay. And if all of a sudden winning is primary to the purpose of athletics, then it becomes disordered. Right. And so those people that you're talking about, which we all know, have... Put winning and vainglory above all the things that athletics was begun for. Right. The purpose of why they exist. Yeah. And so nobody's ever stepped back and asked themselves the question, why do we have athletics in high school? Why do we have athletics in a collegiate level? Why did we come up with athletics? You want to know why? They didn't all grow up on a dairy farm. (laughs) Right. No. And so... Not having a dairy farm to teach you hard work and virtue, you need something to teach discipline. You need something to teach virtue. And if you study American athletics, this came out of the need of taking people with a lot of energy, 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, and teaching them the formation to make them good citizens and, very practically, good soldiers. Right. So, if you go back to the early days of Harvard and Yale, and these type of things, they were making sure that these young men had the right physical activity, that at the same time was teaching them competition, teamwork, etc. And from that, right, we admire those that are great in athletics, and it started to ramp up to the moment that you and I are dealing with, where now, and this is a whole other topic, but I'll just mention it, an athlete in college can get paid for their image and likeness. Right. And so, now the NCAA is saying, you have to pay that athlete who is a stellar athlete because you're using him to market your sport or your school. Well, isn't that called professional? Right. And so, what's going to happen with high school? I mean, it's it's getting disordered because that has become the all in all. Now, how did it come for me? God's honest truth, I didn't have the language. Mm to explain this until mm-hmm. I started coaching at the high school level and it was a couple years into that where I started, sh- I started scratching my head and saying sure. what's this all about? Right. I, rem- I, I know what I got from wrestling and I had a great coach who who always related back to this is life lessons but then to really put it into the right language that everybody can understand yeah. and that these young men can understand uh, was what I think was revealed to me in small little chunks. And now, in our Greatness Through Virtue strategic plan that we have here at the University of Mary, yep. you're seeing the culmination of just a, a small amount uh, of my thoughts, but then bringing everybody
1: that are experts in this together to saying, how do we do this? Yeah. And that's what we see. Exactly right. Yeah, because I think that, that transition... Or that recalibration, or that anchoring of the objective within the purpose—that it's not just we're here to win, and so we can cheat, we can steal, we can break rules as long as people don't find out. Uh, we can put everything at the service. Like, okay, well, that, no, no. The objective, which is to to win, is is it helps create the the forum, yep. uh, but it has to be contextualized in like we're humans in the midst of humanity and so there's a greater, there's a greater purpose of this and you've, and you've hit that really, really well. So.
2: And, 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 and I want to make sure that everybody out there that's listening doesn't think that we're talking about participation ribbons. Sure. Because that's one extreme. Oh, yeah. And then you have the other extreme of win at all costs. Right. Uh, Vince Lombardi, as you know, was once quoted saying, winning isn't uh, everything, it's the only thing. Right. He publicly said a thousand times over, I wish I would have never said that ever in my life. They took me out of context. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) They've taken me out of context. Because Vince Lombardi was a very faithful and ordered man. (laughs) Right. And that. Is, that is the epitome of wrong.
1: Too, we need to get we need to get Vince Lombardi's spirit on campus. That'd be fantastic, <laughs> everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host of Real Presence Live today. I am at, in a beautiful chat with Jerome Richter, the executive vice president here at the University of Mary, uh, talking about sports, talking about its role in, in uh, education and in life. We're going to come back. We're going to continue that conversation, diving into some more things that are really happening here at the University of Mary and uh, some events that are coming up that I'm actually personally very excited about. So stay with. We'll take a break. Be right back. This is Real Presence Live.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. As a working Catholic professional, your needs and priorities for returning to college don't match a traditional campus experience. That's why the University of Mary has created a portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online graduate programs that are sure to align with today's needs. Advance your skills while strengthening your faith. At the University of Mary, visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a Bequest Commitment Gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 38 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church.
1: Father Craig Vlasic, your host here at the University of Mary. I'm the chaplain for the athletic department, and I'm visiting with Jerome Richter, the executive vice president of the University of Mary. He also oversees athletics here. Uh, Our great athletic director, Dale Lennon, is uh, the director of the athletic department, and I work with him, and Jerome oversees that element from his his domain, from his castle from up on high, (laughs) and we're having a beautiful conversation about athletics. Uh, Athletics played out in the real world, Uh, not just athletics in isolation, not just... Uh, not just theoretically talking about it from a, from a, from a classroom or something like that, but we're talking real life. We're talking athletics and what it can be. So, and we're going to end our segment now with some beautiful initiatives. But we want to keep you on the line. That's why we're not telling you about them right now. You stay on the line. You listen to us, and you'll be getting some great information here. That's well, that's what we think anyway. So, Jerome, we're in the middle of a beautiful conversation. We want to continue. The University of Mary, you had mentioned, launched a strategic plan uh, in the athletic department. That's interesting. Like, where did that come from? They're just just like, let's do it? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You have
2: Monsignor Shea as your president. Right, okay. Right? So (laughs) there's always an initiative or four that we're working on. Got it. And uh, why is Monsignor so motivated? Because he knows that we have responsibility to continue to do what we've always done, but to do it better, which is to form people in the service of truth and in virtue. Right. And as I was arguing before, athletics is the right place. Right. To have the conversation of virtue. And as you know, and many people know, we're, we're, we're bringing in athletes from all, all over the place. Yes. And kids from all different backgrounds. Yep. And we are, as you all know, very clear in who we are. We are Christian. We're Catholic. We're Benedictine. We're not afraid of it. We stand for life. Here we are. We're Catholic, uh, et cetera. Yep. But when you're bringing in about 50% of your students that are of a different faith and some have never experienced, if you will, education in the faith, right. you need something that is the foundation, and that's a beautiful thing of virtue. Virtue is what every human being needs to possess. Yes, That's why we talk about the cardinal virtues as the human virtues. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or a pagan, yep. you should still possess prudence, yep. you should still possess courage, yep. and you can teach that in athletics, and every athlete, <clears throat> when, when taught well, will recognize this. I mean, it's, it's not hard to teach an athlete temperance. Uh, you need to stay away from potato chips. Why? Because that affects your body and your mind, etc. Sleep, study, da-da-da-da-da. You're teaching this very, very practically. Right. Now, again, it goes back to, and this is what, this is what uh, you and I were discussing yeah. before, but I want to break it down very simply for the listener. Great. What is athletics? What is the purpose? We know that the goal, the objective, as you put it very uh, philosophically, the objective of sport is to win. That's, that's what we're aiming for. Okay. But now what is the purpose of athletics? And we believe that the purpose of athletics is to become the man, the woman, that God has asked you to be. Or to put more simply, to become a better person. Yeah. And so, virtue is how you know that you're becoming a better person. Are you growing more in virtue? Or are you going the other way, which we know it would be growing in vice? Yeah. Which athletics can do. Right. Very, very, very poorly. We all have watched it enough times on national television when we see professional athletes, college athletes, who are vicious. I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but they are self-centered, egotistic, violent, etc. That is the bad outcome of athletics. And where there's there's potential to do great good, there's great evil. And athletics has the same thing, so that you can teach them so well. So here's an example of me explaining it to a college kid. Okay. Uh, Adam Ajo, who's our head wrestling coach here, yeah. great guy. Fabulous. He, he was asking me if I would come in and talk to his wrestlers. And I'm busy. And I said, I, I want to. I would love to. Uh, I'll try to find some time. And a couple weeks later, I text him. I said, hey, I'm going to be over on the other side of campus. love to stop in and talk to the guys. He's like, great. So I come in. They were uh, beginning practice, but they all grabbed a knee. And I just walked in. And I only had a few minutes. And I said, gentlemen, let's talk serious. I want to know what's your job. And they all kind of looked at me. And I said, as a marauder athlete, as one of our wrestlers, what is your job? Why did we give you a scholarship? What are you here for? And they kind of were stunned. And I said, we gave you a scholarship to win. When you go out on the mat, you better be ready to win. And they're all nodding their head. And I said, but why and what is your purpose for being here? And then one young man in the back, a heck of a kid, one of our All-Americans raised his hand. And he said, to become a better man. And I said, that's what I'm talking wow. about. That's what I'm talking about. And I said, the rest of you, listen to him. If you're not becoming a better man in this wrestling room and on this team, then leave. Yep. And I want to hear about it if you're not. I want to hear about what's going on here, that you're not becoming a better man. Because that's what this is about. It. it our, our goal is to win, absolutely. But if... If you're winning but not hitting your purpose, becoming a better man, then to heck with it. Get out of here. Right, right. Which then gives them the freedom to understand ah, if I'm meeting my purpose, even if I win or lose, I can still hit my purpose. Two weeks later, we had our Marauders luncheon, and a young man gets up who I'd never really seen before or known, and they were special, they were talking about wrestling. He said, Everyone, my name's Noah. Um, some of you don't know me. It's because I've never made the varsity team. This is my fourth year I'm a senior. And I'm going to be honest with you. A couple of weeks ago, I was about ready to quit. And then all of a sudden, one of our vice presidents, this Jerome Richter guy, came in and asked us, what's your job and what's your purpose? And because he said the purpose is to become a better man, I said the last thing I'm going to do is quit. Jeez. And the reason, and then he, then he said this, and it was so beautiful. He said, I can tell you without A shadow of doubt. Because of wrestling at the University of Mary here in these four years, I'm a much better man today, and I know who I am, and I know what I need to do. And what else wrestling taught me, which every wrestler knows, it's just automatic, you don't quit. Right. Mm. And what have we said about the faith, everyone? A saint is simply a sinner who never stops getting back up. And this is what athletics can do. Because you're going to have bumps in the road, you're going to get beat down, you're going to get your butt kicked, all these things. But you get back up and you remember what your purpose is. And so now you take the leap of athletics to become a better man. Well, why do you want to become a better man? Selfishness? To have more money? No, 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 no. Oh, that's right. To be a saint. To take care of my family. To get to heaven. And so athletics, done rightly, is so powerful. But at the same time, we know, done poorly can create (coughs) monsters. And we're not about to do that. We're going to create some uh, stellar people. And here's the other thing that I'm so proud of, and I want to give a shout-out to him. My son, Adam, is Mm. playing on the football team. Yeah, Uh, He's the kicker for the football team. And I've seen it happen over this last year where athletics has been so good to him. Mm. It's keeping him disciplined, it's keeping him moving. He's motivated, and uh, he loves the program because it's making him who he knows he needs to be. And it
1: nudges you along. Right. So... Right. So, Jerome, uh, just for everybody, we've got a few minutes left. I'm speaking with Jerome Richter, the Executive Vice President here at the University of Mary, We're talking athletics. You, you've, uh, if people are paying attention here, and I'm feeling it, <laughs> actually, there are, there are so many things that can go wrong here. You can, you can cultivate a program that just wins, 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 and end up with worse people. That could yeah. happen. Or you could end up with a program where you've got some really good guys and girls. Uh, but they, they lose every single game and you're just and, and a person could say, that's fine. We're not here to win. We're here, we're here to make better men and women. And, uh, and both of these things, as you've been saying, both of these are wrong. Yep. Both of these are completely wrong. <clears throat> we're shooting for victory and to become better people, both holding them together. That's what you've pitched to us, so I'm not getting that wrong, but for the people that are listening, that's, this is tough, this is a tough work, but we're about it here at the University of Mary. We're actually trying this, we're going yep. for it, we're committed to it. Yep. Uh, and so just in the last couple of minutes, just to visit about some things that are happening, we've got a certificate that we're, that we're launching at okay. the master's level in education, uh, that are gonna, it's gonna be on this kind of topic, taking people and having them learn what you've basically given to us in the last 25 minutes. Uh, the history of athletics, uh, what the purpose of athletics is, uh, these things that are coming coming out of that so that a person can really be formed to to labor for the objective and the purpose in, yep. in whatever words they're going to. So that's fantastic, but uh, what we're really excited about is this uh, institute that's coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about what we're up to here at the university?
2: Well. Uh, the Greatness Through Virtue Summer Institute is uh, what most people would call like a coach's clinic, but it's a yeah. coach's clinic on steroids. <laughs> All right. Okay. And so it's June 21st to the 23rd. So it's coming up here real quick. Yeah. What it is is it's about taking experts in athletics, like a coach Lennon, like you said, sure. national champion, division two, mm-hmm. coach D1 level, and helping him to form other coaches that want to be great like him, but doing it in virtue. Right. I remember talking with Coach Lennon before we launched this, and we were discussing it. And one of the ways that I simplified it uh, for Coach Lennon is I said, Coach, you embody these virtues. You just don't have the language to speak about them in the way that I am. Yeah. And we need to be able to bring that all together. Right. And so Dale, and then you have all these great people. We have Matt Burke, who yeah. played for the Ravens, Super Bowl champion, uh, et cetera. We have Brooks Bollinger, who we all know played in the NFL. We have a young lady. Who is a professor? She has her doctorate. Who was a Division One runner, uh, Sabrina Little? She. Th- this is amazing. She was a record holder in America for the 24-hour ultra run. <laughs> me, me as a wrestler, is like that's called insanity.
1: 24 hours <laughs> of running. I, oh, I hated running gosh. like
2: 24 feet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. and, and, and then you have Monsignor who he who kicks this on. Monsignor off. Shea. Yeah. Yes, Monsignor right. Shea. Excuse yep. me. You know, here's our president who. Himself uh, would never ever claim to be an athlete, but he saw what it does for people. Yeah. The same way that his mind was formed and trained so well through seminary and these other things, and he pushed himself, and he grew up on a dairy farm, so he knows hard work. He had those things. (laughs) But he also knows that there's people like me and so many other that are trying to raise six boys and a girl in a city without milk cows. So what should my kids do? Right. And I want them, with coaches, that get the purpose. Yep. If you don't, if a coach doesn't get the purpose, that's when all the parents get all kind of uh, a little bit crawling in their skin. Because they want, yeah, the coach wants to win, but is he getting the purpose? And there's no parent that is going to be mad that a coach was trying to help to make that young man or woman a better person. But at the same time, and it's not a false dichotomy, you can also win. Yep. This isn't uh, playing patty cake and participation ribbons. <laughs> You can be aggressive, you can be virtuous, and you can win.
1: Jerome, thank you so much for being with us. We have come to the end of our segment. So, everybody, that's the 21st through 23rd here at the University of Mary. If you're like, I wish I could have gone to that, well, stay tuned because we're going to be doing it again in the future. So, coming up next, we're going to talk about faith and mental health, how they can go together in an integrated way here at the University of Mary. This is Real Presence Live. Father Craig Vosick, stay with us. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence
0: Live